Hi there, my name is John Falola. It's a great day, and um, we're talking about political parties, which I call PP. And um, I'd like to add something to that. You know, in the course of our discussion, we'll touch on the reality of the political space in Nigeria, and we'll talk on what is and what was and what next so to start with is to talk about the existing political structures as it were in nigeria as we speak today we have over if i'm not um 20 parties registered but two major parties are playing the major role of deciding the political space and Globally, we are realizing that you can have a two-way political fight. In the new dispensation, what will happen is there will be a third party out of the rest that will be about the people. That will be about the interest of the people. That will be about the will of the people. That will be about carrying out the solution to the failures of the two supposedly two biggest parties but before we get to that we need to review some things i discovered what you know reading through the biography of uh, former president of Bosnia, which was the closest thing i could find to understanding the beginning of the political structures in nigeria the founding fathers of um, the People's Democratic Party, the founding fathers of Alliance for Democracy, the founding fathers of um, APP back then, which has now evolved to APC, you know, the merger between the APP and AC. And the truth is this when those parties were founded, the AD was more of a regional party. Which was more of about the Southwest people. Only the People's Democratic Party was founded on an ideology of nationalism. The APP came close, but it was more acceptable enough. Then we had another party in the in the East, um, uh, Abga, Abga, and this guy, this became, this was a regional party. And the honest truth is, the only way the APC could overthrow the PDP was to create a national vision or a national merger. So what they did was to have mergers of, of two re- biggest regional parties, the North and the South, and it worked perfectly. And the merger was based on a common interest. A common interest which was simple. They didn't want the return of the former president, Good Luck Jonathan. Because the people had rejected him at that point. And to add to that, the party itself sold a lot of stories about the development agenda of Babatunde Rajifashola. 
to the people. People felt if the party could, if the party in the south could work on the state to that level back then, then they could replicate the same level of success in, at least at the national level. And to be candid, to be candid, if we take out the works of the likes of Babatunde Badi Fashola, the likes of um, Yemi Oshibajo, uh, the likes of um, some level of kudos has to be given to Otimi Amechi as well. If you take out those guys from this present administration, it's lifeless. And the truth is this, the honest truth is, I'm not here to speak heel of anybody, I'm not here to recognize anybody, I'm not saying this because I want anybody to feel good, but I want to recognize the effort that has brought us to where we are today. To say nobody has done anything to be a total lie, to say nobody has put in the effort to build a foundation to be a total lie, to not appreciate those who have labored in the past will be an absolute false narrative. Proud that the, the person who laid the foundation for the democracy we had, I believe, laid one of the best foundation in the person of Olusegun or Basanja. And with the highest form of respect, I say this with every... Yes, most of us would disagree with some of his methods. But the truth is, reading his biography, reading, reading his narrative, reading his side of the story, made me realize that one of his greatest achievements was taking Nigeria out of death into abundance, translating our economy to a supposedly better economy or a much viable economy where we could attract FDI, we could attract foreign direct investments, what I mean by FDI, and we could attract multinationals like Microsoft, we could attract multinationals like Oracle, we could attract multinationals like MTN after MTN became a multinational by associating with Nigeria or by investing in Nigeria rather. Likes of Econet Wireless came in, likes of um, Globacom rose, you know, uh, which is something we should be proud of an indigenous brand built out of nothing and became a respected global brand and the likes of other amazing brands began to evolve some companies died in the process due to the usual fundamental issue with nigeria where which whoever is in power uses power to create policies that kills the businesses of the of the average Nigerian. We've not created a safe, a safe place for the political narrative to improve our economy. Over the years, what we have seen is a rebound of massive FDI leave the country because of policies, because of, you know, enabling environment is not in play and with all due respect if anybody tells me nigeria is well and okay that person should re-examine their thoughts should re-examine the fact that maybe because they are at an advantage in this thing yes i may be, i may i may be favored and well to do 
but the truth is when a dispensation whereby even if you are doing well or well to do you can't show forth your <laughs> the reality of your abundance in, in society even if you are to secure funding for your business today you can't show forth the realities of your funding you can't display that in any other way than to employ people because there's massive job losses there's massive lack of faith in the corporate environment in nigeria as we speak of today yes i understand that we are repeating a cycle this feels like like the abacha era but this is much worse than the abacha era the abacha era had a stable economy the abacha era had crude had 26 era the abacha era the exchange it wasn't this bad and the abacha era yes was a bit hostile but people could create business as so long as they didn't disturb disturb the military regime agenda but this administration had tried their best to turn around the economic tide of the nation i feel more could have been done with with the level of expertise of people within the poor view of the leadership of today but the truth is this times and season is in play the fact that you are in power today does not guarantee that things will work out the facts that you you know for those who are aspiring to political office one of the proof one of the gifts you can have or privilege you can have as a political servant is for your time to bring to usher in abundance that everybody in the nation can feel it even from the air they breathe even from the fact that the ease of doing business is available the fact that there's a social support by the government for those who want to innovate and create value and the honest truth is this the present nigerian system needs to go back to the founding document which is the constitution and make some adjustments that makes every political office accountable to the policies that are allowed in this nation because we make policies simply to drive our own agendas not for the collective good nigeria as a country we do more and we bring in some economical returns that is going to be unbelievable if the political or policies favor businesses allow room for fdis allow room for anybody irrespective of their affiliations to the political party irrespective of their choices to thrive because first thing first you're a nigerian citizen before any party affiliation first thing first we don't place nigeria first we place our affiliations to parties first the reason why we have gotten to this point is even the book around issue can be traced to party affiliation issues parties trying to make another party look bad in government you know even the regional issues we're facing can be traced to people who have aggrievances to the fact that they don't have a stake in the existing power structures today 
how you choose to play your politics is yours but what's important is moving forward what will make nigeria move forward to become a developed nation is not the antics of the past it's not the antics of using talks to disrupt the political space to get your will done what will make nigeria become a developed nation is when everybody is allowed to carry out the power of choice in a free and fair election whether you use technology to get it done whether you would make sure that the INEC procedure is democratized for a free and fair election whoever wins will know that it's the will of the people and when they experience bad governance or good governance we know that the people voted the person in in that case you know that you can't complain the best thing you can do is to hold the government accountable because Nigeria deserves to vote in the best of minds. You cannot keep having the least of minds lead over the best of minds in Nigeria. With all due respect, this is not to make any human being feel undervalued. We are in a competitive world whereby there's premium placed on your capacity to deliver. There's premium placed on our capacity to get things done. The highest seat in the land is not for someone who would sleep or snooze on that seat. I've read biographies, I've seen that these guys don't, the guys that make things work around the world don't sleep because you are carrying the weight of a whole nation. Your decision, your decision truncates destinies, it truncates this, it truncates the business world, it truncates, it could truncate or build the nation up to the best of levels we've seen the wrong choices of leadership move the foundational work by the Olusegun Obasanjo administration backward backward dramatically with all due respect moving forward the political party structures whereby we feel you know we live in a generation that betray we betray what we believe in we betray having a developed nation for money we have a lot of sellouts we have people who who sell out their own future just sell out their own children for money we have people who yeah, it's good to be well to do it's good to have a good life don't get me wrong i love to i want to be successful at the highest level don't get me wrong i'm not trying to criticize anybody here but the truth is, we've not built the definition of success in Nigeria on the right platform, on the right definitions. And what we are seeing today is the fact that we believe that money can do all things. Yes, I believe that money answers all things. But wisdom, when money becomes a replacement for wisdom, there's a problem. What you have is what you have today. A house or a nation that will self-destruct is what we have. You cannot take away wisdom. You cannot take away the fact that you need to have princi- a principle-based nation. Yes, you would tell, you would argue with me that, or you would contest the idea that even in the most developed nations, there's some level of corruption. I agree with you. There's still crime. There's some level of imperfections here and there. But the truth is that there's a ready-made principled environment that enables any right thinking being to thrive 
which is what is missing in Nigeria. If you go, if a Nigerian here leaves his nation and goes to any nation in the world where he sleeps and wakes up and is guaranteed success and puts in the right amount of work, they get exponential results. But poem, we we create an hostile environment and we say this is how we are. No, we cannot hand this over to our own children. And which is one of the reasons why people were fed up with the Sorosuke movement last last year. And people were trying to... It was beyond just police brutality. It was people saying we are fed up of the elite trying to milk out the best of nation and not allow others to try. For instance, the most industries that are still surviving today survive without the help of the government. And still, the government is still trying to kill those industries with policies. So if you kill all the industries with policy, what will remain is that people will come after you. You will not give them license to come after you full scale. Full scale. And that is where you will self-destruct. Because the truth is, you are constructing a governance of evil. Where people that have brilliant ideas... They want to transform this nation into a forceful nation cannot thrive. And the truth is this: any candidate that is coming into power that does not partake in a in a citizen-oriented debate debate should not bother contesting. If you do cannot, if you cannot put out your thoughts of solutions, should not bother contesting. This is a season whereby from the highest seat to the lowest seat, we need to have the best mind in place or else this nation will crash. Just playing politics with the nation. This is a time whereby every hand needs to be on deck because Nigeria cannot afford to get to a point where you have the exchange rate at a thousand naira to a dollar. The truth is, the political parties direct the fame in the political space. The elected officials execute the ideology of a political party. So if you cannot fix the ideologies of the political party, you cannot fix the ideology of the elected official. I'll tell you why. Even if you've seen people with the highest levels of integrity mess up, we've seen people with the highest levels of intentions mess up. And this is because the political structures we have can never create an enabling environment for you to have someone who would do the will of the people. We have a selfish political system. A political system built on purely personal agendas that's why your budget every year they will do a budget and they will share the returns and give the list to the people that like the point that people don't feel the returns of the national budget any longer so it has become figures the truth is we even have it's a shame that we are even declaring the numbers that we are declaring today as a budget because we should be doing over 20 times or 10 times what we are doing today 
because of our capacity as, as a people we have the capacity to build industries we have the capacity to provide enabling environment for people to thrive but the issue is greed has destroyed the fabric of our our nation greed to divert what is meant for collective prosperity for personal wealth has destroyed our nation to be honest everyone in this nation has to sit back and reflect including myself has to we need to this this is not something about pointing fingers everybody is guilty because at some point or the other we've been beneficiary of the existing system no matter how you want to hold yourself to highest form of integrity you're fighting the system on a regular basis and here's the truth the existing structures will fail and we are seeing that already they will fail woefully to the point that new political parties will arise they will fail except if except if there's a repentance they will fail drastically to the point whereby new political parties will emerge and they will win a huge chunk of the political seats because you retaining power is about faithfulness if you are not faithful with what has been bestowed upon you you don't you don't have a right to have a, have a receipt or to get a seat again it's about faithfulness political power is about faithfulness no matter how powerful you think you are no matter what you think you have in your arsenal that, that should guarantee victory i can tell you for free this system of governance is not sustainable this system of political structures is not sustainable that is why god is probably raising a rise of young these people that you call bad eggs have now become the best of thinkers and trust me if god could use stones to create value nobody is beyond use The truth is, the buck is on the Nigerian youth table. The buck is in the table to decide on the pact of this nation. If we fail to exact our authority at the next polls, we have failed our generation. We will not, just, we will not have any mouth to talk to the next generation because the protest is a proof of an awakening. The protest is a proof of an awakening of an end to corruption or corrupt institutions and it's also a mark of raising of new institutional giants people that would raise institutional solutions to our pending issues and until you allow those people fill the political seats will be mere jokes to the committee of nations so what happened in the u.s where even the republican were against the presidential seat 
we saw what happened in the US whereby people began to question the fact that the ideology of you thinking that because you have money you can get a political set at the end of the day Joe Biden got more financial resources to contest than even the incumbent because he didn't even have the resources of the incumbent initially my point is this the political situation in this nation has led us to this road what will lead us from here is not in the syllabus right now because what we have cannot take us to the future and those who will lead us to the future must be people who have sworn their allegiance to god and country that they will deliver the best of service to the best of their knowledge and abilities and the political structures that will be needed for these people to emerge has to be in place every election we see people who are sold out to money sell out their generation as spies they go find out information from each every political parties and these people i don't want to swear i don't want to swear. i don't want to this is a conversation i don't want to be using vulgar languages but the truth is this what do you gain selling out on your nation that doesn't have a national healthcare infrastructure in place where everybody has become the goal now is to become wealthy enough to, have, to be able to do, become a medical tourist. The goal now is to be to gain access to power so I can treat myself. Do you get the point? People are beginning to assess the, the reason why they are going for political office is because they want to have the national coffers to treat themselves. People want to get close to power because they want to be able to use the monument for the nation for their personal agendas. Or to subdue others or to have others bow before you but here's one thing i want to say to the political parties i speak with the consciousness of god and my allegiance to this country except if god did not speak except if god did not declare a new nation except if what we saw wasn't by a supernatural move the next forthcoming polls no single seat will be filled with anybody who's not selfless you hear me you heard me and you hear me again every single seat will be filled with selfless leaders who will serve the people because we are at a desperate situation in Nigeria You have over 80 million eligible youth that must work together to ensure that every single seat when i say 80 million the figure is even close to 100 million because more people will be of age between now and next elections and the truth is this outside of we becoming an economical 
force the nigerian youth or the nigerian innovative businesses these disruptors are being clamped down by the cbn by policies to ensure that we are not economically valuable to contest the seat in the next elections if you don't know no now and this is for me is clearly a state of war between the future of this nation and you and the people who don't want to realize that this nation needs to become developed with all due respect and with the highest form of respect to my country my allegiance is to my country before any political part my allegiance is to my country before any interest and here's the truth if we continue on this path Nigeria will go aground. And the truth is this the elites or the people who you feel can solve the problem will take their private jets and leave this land. It will be less with the people to come and now start, they will start fighting wars. You start fighting war that you do not create. Here's the honest truth we need to arise in one voice and ensure that every single seat in this nation is accounted for from the federal level to the state levels to the local government level every single seat must be accounted for the days whereby the political story will be 80 percent of the resources moves to personal process and 20 percent is given to project is over there'll be a reverse of order 80 percent of the resources will be used for the public good 20% can be used for savings for us to absorb shock. The honest truth is this. this there's going to be a fight for the soul of this nation in the forthcoming elections. And with all due respect, I love, I have people I admire and respect across all political structures. But I cannot, I hold myself and I hold my God, I hold my conscience the truth. This nation has to change and the people that can change it are in this nation and Nigerians in diaspora must be ready to sacrifice for the soul of this nation in the forthcoming elections. If you see candidates that are credible enough, they have the ideas to that you don't because once what happens is that once the people put people in, in office, they are accountable to you. Once you donate money for someone to be elected and you ensure the person and you go out there and vote for the person the person is accountable to you because you know understand that if he doesn't do your bidding if he doesn't ensure that everything that is needed for you to thrive is in place you remove him from office in next elections that's way that is way politics or democracy is meant to work if you are dissatisfied with anyone in, in power, you remove the person from power. It's your right. It's your franchise. It's your right to exact that franchise. There'll be a rise of credible leaders. People who would not just have done things in the past. People who can anticipate the future and bet that future. People would go to the negotiating table of nations and place Nigeria back on the map. People would recover every lost loot of this nation. 
and ensure that we have the best healthcare system, we have the best social security system, and ensure that we have the best political infrastructure, we have the best economic infrastructure, we have the best talent, and show that our educational system is one of the best in the world. This is not just a conversation, this is a call for a new breed of leaders that will change the dimension and that would change the status quo. Trust me, you have been waiting on God, but God has been waiting on you. And it was obvious during the protest. God has been waiting on this nation to wake up, on the Nigerian youth. God has been waiting on you to arise and take a rightful place of dominion. So I congratulate you that in our lifetime, Nigeria will be undoubtedly a developed nation, the most powerful black nation in the world, the most desired destination in the world. And it starts with the party structures. It starts with those women which we ensure get the seats at every political seat in the nation. People of color, people of character, capacity, people of competence, and people who have desire to love the people above themselves. I really hope that you realize that it's the power of decision and choice that will determine if next fourth the forthcoming elections we will have the nigerian of our dreams and this is the time whereby every single joker will be checkmated every single person that is in these guys to deceive nigeria will be checkmated i thank you for listening to this episode the political structures need to build if you need more information on this, I'm available. We can build a structure that works for everybody that is accountable and open system. Thank you so much for listening. We need to institutionalize our political systems. Whereby money cannot buy positions. Where people will vote for people who has their interest at heart we're enabling pop environment to be created in political space in the economic space in every factor of society i really hope you get this i really hope you realize we are in desperate need for this intervention and it's not going to be just for foreigners that will help us it's the indigenous people that will decide what we want before any foreign help will come we need to define our nation ourselves and it's our time thank you for listening